0: Welcome and thank you so much for joining me. In this episode, we're talking about some productivity myths that can actually make us less productive. You'll find more information and links to a bunch of resources I mentioned in this episode, all in the show notes at theproductivewoman.com slash 457. Sometimes, Even without realizing it, we can develop beliefs about productivity that actually make us less productive. I thought I'd talk about a few of them today so we can examine our own thinking and, where necessary, replace unproductive myths with productive truths. So there are several productivity myths that can actually lead to inefficiency, stress, even burnout, And I'm going to talk about a few of them. There are lots more that other people have written about and talked about, and I'll link to several articles in the show notes in case you want to look into this a little bit more. So in no particular order, the first productivity myth that I wanted to talk about is the idea that multitasking is productive multitasking, meaning doing more than one thing at a time. And actually, it can reduce productivity because it divides your attention and can cause, among other things, mistakes. Instead, focusing on one task at a time can actually increase efficiency and the quality of your work. One article I read cited a study by Stanford University that said, This study proved that people who are prone to multitasking had worse memory, were often unable to pay attention, and couldn't filter the information accordingly to what's relevant for a particular goal. Therefore, this study said, they were slowed down by a bunch of unrelated information. What was even more surprising, according to this study, multitaskers were quite bad at switching from one task to another as well, contrary to what one may expect. In addition, that article noted that long-term multitaskers have lowered brain density in the region responsible for empathy and both emotional and cognitive control. So that I thought that was so interesting. You know, we've talked about this before in past episodes that uh, women... Who are busy are prone to trying to multitask, to doing more than one thing at a time. We think we have to in order to get all the things done that need to be done. But in fact, all the research shows that it's simply not true. Now, there is value in the kind of multitasking that has you, for example, listening to an audiobook while you walk or thinking through your presentation outline while you fold clothes but we need to be judicious about it and make sure that when a task can benefit from our undivided attention, it gets that undivided attention. And we're not trying to do two things that require attention at the same time because multitasking is not productive. Uh, The second myth that I wanted to talk about is this idea that busy equals productive. The truth is being busy doesn't necessarily mean you're being productive. You might be doing lots of stuff, but are you doing what matters? Are you doing the most important things? It's very possible to be busy with unimportant tasks or maybe not unimportant, but less important tasks while neglecting those that actually move you forward, whether it's on a work goal or a personal goal it's essential to prioritize tasks based on their importance as well as their urgency. Many of us often subconsciously fill our calendars and to-do lists to avoid the discomfort of downtime. And it's worth spending a little time thinking about why. Many of us are not comfortable with downtime, whether because we feel like we're not being productive, if we're not doing, 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 or because we're uncomfortable being alone with our thoughts. And that's the case for a lot of people and maybe worth talking about on another episode. One article I read offered several suggestions about how to avoid the busyness trap. So for instance, they recommended focusing on just doing three important things each day instead of having this long, long list. What are the top three most important tasks? The article recommended having a, at least a one-hour electronic blackout period. A professor of management practice at Harvard Business School, Thomas J. DeLong, recommends this. Another suggestion from this article is to recognize our what they call bias for action, which is common among entrepreneurs and I would say is common among busy women in general, and realize you don't always need to be doing something. Uh, they suggest saying no to things that don't advance your goals. And uh, I thought this was good. The article recommended having a, a time in your morning routine where you you take time to reflect on how you will organize your day to fulfill some of your values. And we've talked about that recently, about making sure that what we're doing in the course of a day is actually reflective of the things we say we value. So the myth that busy equals productive is pretty easily debunked and worth remembering. A third myth is that you have to work long hours to be productive. The truth is the number of hours we work is not directly proportional to productivity. In fact, long hours can lead to burnout, which over time reduces our productivity. One article cited some data gathered by The Economist from 1990 until 2012 and found that, the article says, longer working hours don't correlate with higher productivity. The article said these data that The Economist gathered found that, for instance, Germans work about 600 hours less each year than Greeks people in Greece, but their productivity is 70% higher. This is not a commentary on any particular culture or society. These are just what the data showed in this economist study. It is maybe an example of the law of diminishing returns. There are limits to our ability to stay focused and productive in a day. The studies I read and the various articles talked about us having, you know, maybe three to four hours a day where we can really stay focused and on task. And when we keep working past that limit, we get less productive rather than more so. So it's better to work smart, to take regular breaks, and to focus in increments of time rather than trying to work long, long hours, long after we're too exhausted to really be productive. Similarly, another productivity myth is that Productivity means doing more, getting more stuff done. Being productive actually is about getting uh, more done in less time, not necessarily about doing more tasks. It's about effectiveness and efficiency, not about volume. Related to this idea is the the concept that in order to be productive, to be a productive person, you need to set and achieve huge goals, you know, big audacious goals, There is evidence, both in research and in personal experience, that setting up huge achievement type goals can actually create overwhelm and intimidation and and thus backfire because we become paralyzed by the size and scope of this thing that we've set as a goal for ourselves, And so a better approach to sustainable productivity is to focus on creating small, consistent habits rather than outcome-based goals because it's what we do every day that makes us productive uh, more than just periodic big bursts of activity. And I'm not saying you shouldn't have big goals, but one great approach to setting goals, even big goals, is to consider pondering what a person who accomplishes that goal actually does on a daily basis. What habits will lead to that accomplishment that you want to achieve? And focus your attention on cultivating those habits rather than doing this great big thing. So one example is if you, know, you have a goal, you'd like to run a marathon and you're, you haven't done it before. Instead of having the focused goal being the marathon itself, Think about what habits does a marathon runner have? What does a marathon runner do on a regular basis? They, they run regularly, maybe starting with a, a short distance or a short amount of time and increasing over time. They eat healthy, they hydrate. They, you know, I'm not a, a marathon runner, so I don't know what their habits are. But if that's something you'd like to achieve the focus of your goal setting of your productivity would be to think about what habits a marathon runner has and start to cultivate those habits in your own life. Another example that I think about all the time is having a goal of writing a novel. This is a huge undertaking and intimidating to a lot of us. But if we can step back and say, okay, What habits does a successful published novelist have? They write daily, they, you know, whatever else they might do on a daily basis, starting with small increments and building over time. If we focus on that, doing the small things instead of doing more and more and more, uh, we're more likely to be productive in the sense of achieving the things that are really important to us. A fifth productivity myth is that you can't take breaks and be productive, that productive people don't stop working, they keep going. The truth is regular breaks can actually boost productivity and creativity. A study cited in An article I read that was published by Michigan State University found that, and I'm quoting from the article, taking a break from work increases focus when employees return to work, thus improving their productivity. Additionally, the article says taking breaks relieves some stress, which helps employees' mental health and well-being. This article noted several other studies that showed that breaks helped workers avoid decision fatigue, thus making better decisions after a break, improved their creativity, promoted healthy habits, and improved both memory and focus. And so... You know the the idea that taking a break means you're being less productive is simply a myth. It's not true. Several articles I read talked about how many highly accomplished people have established habits of taking breaks, even taking naps during their workday, probably for all the reasons that this Michigan State University article cited. All those studies show the benefits of taking regular breaks. So. Consider using something like the Pomodoro technique, which recommends taking a short break after every 25-minute work session to keep your mind fresh and focused. A sixth and kind of related productivity myth is that we always need to be on in order to be productive. And you know, with the proliferation of technology that allows us basically to work from anywhere in many cases, it's tempting to be constantly available for work. This was an issue for some of us even before the COVID pandemic. But during that period, when so many people started working from home, it became even more of an issue when, as one article put it, Managers and co-workers who were once in the office down the hall are now in your living room, kitchen, or bedroom wherever you can find a quiet place to plug in your laptop. So for some careers, and I'm you know, I'm thinking of mine as a as a lawyer, as a transactional lawyer, in fact, it has always been tempting to be immediately. Responsive and therefore always on. The f- m- first many years that I worked, I never took a vacation where I didn't work at some point during the vacation. You know, we had our mobile phones and we were always responding to emails at all hours of the day. It's not healthy. The temptation is to, to show yourself as a productive, responsive professional, you've got to always be on. But it doesn't help. It's not healthy for us. It is a myth that being always on leads to higher productivity. Even before the pandemic research was showing the negative effects of that always on lifestyle, noting among other things that uh, this one article said, spousal resentment and work family conflict increased the more often employees checked smart devices during family time. Whether you work from home or not, It is crucially important to set boundaries between work and personal life. One Business News Daily article encourages us that cutting ties with the outside world from time to time allows us to recover from weekly stress and gives us space for other thoughts and ideas to emerge. Unplugging, the article says, can mean something as simple as practicing transit meditation on your daily commute instead of checking work mails in several articles recommended that we set a time when we'll disconnect from work each day to avoid burnout, maintain work life balance and actually improve our productivity. A seventh productivity myth is that all hours are equally productive. And this kind of is the basis maybe for this always on myth, always, you know, the need to always be on because There is this myth that all hours are equally productive. And related to this myth is that in order to be productive, you must maximize every waking hour. The truth is, as one writer put it, trying to be a perpetual achievement machine just isn't in tune with human nature. Research has shown that most of us have maybe three to four highly productive hours in a day. And furthermore, those hours come at different times of the day for each of us. Everyone has different times when they're more productive, often referred to as their peak hours. Some people are more productive in the morning, others in the evening. It's important rather than expecting yourself to be equally productive every hour of the day to identify your peak hours and schedule your most important tasks for those times when you have control over doing so. We're not all, you know, morning people. My friend and and fellow productivity podcaster, Mike Vardy, is a well-known night owl. And he's always advocated for the fact that you don't have to get up at four o'clock in the morning to be productive. So knowing when your peak hours are and scheduling your days and your work accordingly is important. And recognizing that none of us can be highly productive from morning till night. We all have limits on the number of hours that we can be productive. An eighth productivity myth is that a cluttered desk means you're unproductive. Uh, There's a popular saying that goes, a cluttered desk is a sign of a cluttered mind. But Everyone has different preferences and some people thrive in what others might perceive as a chaotic environment. And, you know, it's funny to say this because I'm a big proponent of decluttering and, and kind of minimalizing the stuff, especially in our workspace. But the truth is the key to being productive in your workspace is finding an environment that works best for you. One article put it this way. Contrary to the standard view that clutter decreases productivity, sometimes a decent mess on your desk can actually make you more efficient, creative, and better at decision-making, as found in a study that this article cited. Put simply, the article says... Good space organization doesn't mean leaving the space absolutely decluttered and bare. It means having the things you need the most nearby and keeping unnecessary stuff out of the way, but within reach in case of need. And so I I think that's an important distinction. What might seem as a cluttered desk to somebody else might be what you need for the work that you're doing as being well organized is about getting the stuff that's not necessary out of the way and having what you need close at hand. Another article agreed to this saying an organized space is simply one in which the things you need the most are close at hand. The things you need often are easily found and the things you need rarely are out of the way but easily retrieved when needed. That means that organization has to meet your needs, not some imposed notion of cleanliness. The article goes on to say, if you never spend more than a minute trying to find anything in that mountain of clutter you call your office or room or cubicle or kitchen, then leave it alone. At the same time, be honest with yourself." Most people claim they can find anything they need, but when put to the test, they're left scratching their heads. If your clutter isn't working for you, put some time into figuring out how to make sure it does work for you. So I like that. So it's not necessarily true that a cluttered desk means you're unproductive. I guess clutter is in the eye of the beholder, right? If your space works for you, if you can find what you need and put your hands on the things you need most in a matter of seconds, then you're fine. A ninth productivity myth is that technology always increases productivity. This simply isn't true. And I say that as one who's a big fan of technology, who, who's kind of a tech nerd and likes trying new apps and new software and new devices. And while apps and software and devices can be very helpful, in getting our work done, whether it's, you know, work, work, or personal work. They can also be distractions or create additional complexity that undermines our productivity. Sometimes simple methods can be more effective. It's crucial to use technology wisely and selectively and not spend too much time managing the tech and not enough time actually getting stuff done. So, Think carefully about the tech you use, especially if you're thinking about changing it. Anything will work if we actually use it. A tenth productivity myth, and the last one we'll talk about for this episode, is that more hours of sleep equals less productivity. That if you're sleeping a lot, you're not productive enough. Now, while it might seem like sleeping less would give you more hours to work, The reality is that adequate sleep is critical for cognitive function, decision-making, creativity, and overall health. And all of those things are important to true productivity, both in the sense of being able to get the things done that are important to us, but also in the sense of making a life that matters as you define it. Lack of sleep can and likely will decrease productivity and certainly increase the likelihood of errors. In addition, at least one psychologist whose name I can't pronounce, but uh, whose article I will uh, post a link to in the show notes has noted that creative people rest often and sleep a lot. The important thing is that they control their energy. It's not ruled by the calendar, the clock, and external schedule. When necessary, they can focus it like a laser beam. When not, creative types immediately recharge their batteries. So those people that we would identify as being very creative, whether it's in the arts or in sciences or whatever else, tend to rest a lot and sleep a lot. Keep in mind that creativity isn't limited to artists. A key component of true productivity, of of making a life that matters, is creative thinking about how to accomplish tasks, how to achieve goals, how to create a life of meaning for yourself and those you love. That requires creativity. Thus, it makes sense that you need enough sleep to support that creative thinking and to be as productive as you want to be. So, those are our, the 10 productivity myths that came to mind as I was preparing this episode. There are lots more, but just to recap, it's a myth that multitasking is productive. It's a myth that busy equals productivity. It's a myth that you have to work long hours to truly be productive. It's a myth that you can't take breaks and be productive. It's a myth that you always have to be on In order to be productive, it is a myth that all hours are equally productive and it's a myth that a cluttered desk means you're unproductive or that technology always increases productivity or that if you sleep more, you're going to be less productive. It's important, though, to remember that productivity is very individual. What works well for one person might not work for another. The key is to find techniques and habits that align with your personal work style and life circumstances, and that's how you can be able to accomplish the things that matter most to you and make a life that matters as you define it. So those are a few thoughts on productivity myths that I've been pondering, I'd love to know what productivity myths have you been acting on without realizing it. And, you know, are you changing your thinking about any of those things? You can share your questions or your thoughts in the comments section of the show notes for this episode, which you'll find at theproductivewoman.com slash 457. That's also where you will find links to a number of really good articles that talk about different productivity myths and the alternative ways of thinking that can help us to be more productive. Uh, You can also post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page, or if you're a member of the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, we can talk about it there as well. As always, if you prefer to share your thoughts with me privately, you can email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com, and I would love to hear from you. And that is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. I appreciate you spending this time with me, and I truly hope that you found something in it that, that will help you be more productive in the way that you want to be in the coming week. I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter.